You know I got it all. I got to thank God because he gave it to me all. Amen. Thank you, Lord. J. Joe. <laughs> so we giving them reality, man. Any of those things. You'll be surprised. People look like I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna be. You'll be surprised. It really doesn't happen. But oh no, yeah. you'll be surprised. It does. Okay. It, it happens all the time. Actually. <laughs> okay. Oh shit! I'm just gonna like start looking away, like fix my eyes. <laughs> all right, let me turn my phone off. Okay, so we are ready. Okay. It's on you. Oh, I have to start. Always. Wait, so how do I start? What do I, what? Here you go. <laughs> like how? I've never done this before. Me <laughs> well, this is your first time? I've never been interviewed. Oh, man. So wait, but, so you don't ask the questions or? What question? I, I don't know. Uh, okay, do you have a name? Yes. <laughs> so come on, tell us your name. All right, um, I'm Pastel Ray. I'm an artist based out of Sacramento. What? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I paint a lot. I have a huge Instagram following. That's pretty much how I get all my stuff sold. I have a website. Um, You're I jumping right in. I know. Awesome. I don't really know, like, <laughs> okay. you know. All right. So your name? How'd you get it? I was born with it. Um, it's just a coincidence. There's actually. It's not based off of art. Exactly. It's more so based off of a 50s band called the Pastels. And like a lot of people don't know that. Mm. A lot of people think it's just like my stage name or my artist name. But I'm like, no, it just so happens to be creative and pastel works. Wow. So yeah. Okay, you always wanted that name? Like to say most people are like, oh, I hate Jennifer. I want to be an Alexis. No, I've always loved my name, but it wasn't going to be my artist name. So mm. my artist name was going to be Stella Ray. And then my mom was like, well, why would you use a nickname when pastel's already art-related? You should just stick with Pastel Ray. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll just stick with my regular name. And then everybody loved it. And I was like, oh, okay, this works. Okay, so art, what do you, you said painting? Yes. Okay, so how'd you get into that? So I've been drawing since, I want to say like second or third grade. I remember the very first time I was super, I used to be like a weird kid, like a bookworm, right? And I would always stay at home. And so I was like, I want to draw today. So I took out this Daffy Duck t-shirt from the Dirty Clothes Hamper. Mm. And I just started drawing it. And I was like, oh, I could do this. It was so freaking ugly. But I was like, oh, my God, Mom, look how awesome this is. It was consisted of, like, three shapes. And then ever since then, I just started drawing. I was super creative in class. Like, I was the one that all the kids went to in art class. Like, oh, can you just draw this square for me or something? Right. Um, and then in high school, my art teacher wanted to submit my work in the best of Sac High. Mm. Um, and then it sold within like two minutes of the art gallery being opened. I was wow. like 16, made $200, thought I was balling. <laughs> Let me tell you, $200 is nothing nowadays. But, um, and then after high school, I stopped because I wanted to pursue other things. Uh, I wanted to be a teacher, became a nanny. Then I went to LA, landed a job in the fashion industry. That was a whole ordeal. Uh, 
Never want to do that again. Man, it's not what you think it is. So then I came back to Sacramento, was super depressed. I started painting again. And then I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, I got this. So I started doing it again. And that's how that came about. Wow. So you said you mentioned your mom. So you have a close relationship with your mom? Oh, yeah. We're really, really close. Um, We live together now, which she plans on leaving me when she retires. That's going to be horrible. (laughs) But, um, so we're really close. She was actually going to be here with me, like, right now. I take her everywhere I go. Yeah. Kind of, like, inseparable. Carpool to work, everything. Wow. Yeah. My mom's great. How important do you think that was growing up to have your mom like that? Well, I think our relationship now is a lot stronger than when I was younger. Um, she was a single mother of three. So, you know, it's like work, work, work. Mm. Um, make sure everything is taken care of, make sure my brother's at his games, my sister's at her games. And, you know, so we weren't as close as we are now. I don't think I really appreciated everything that my mom's done for me until probably like 24 when I moved back from LA and had nowhere to live. And I was like, please let me live with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pay you. I didn't have no money to pay her, but I'll give you something. Um, but I think that just having my mom be my best friend really, really comes in handy, especially with my business now. Um, she, like, helps me with everything. So it's really important. So 24, you gave away your age. So uh, are, you, <laughs> are you 24? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm, tw- I'm 29 now. 29 So now. 24 is when I learned to actually really Got appreciate you. everything. Yeah. Got you. At what point did you say, ah, you know what? Everything she did do was for this reason in my life now. Um, 27. Like, <laughs> it wasn't too late to grow. Right. Well, I mean, I've always been appreciative of her. Don't get me wrong. But I think once I started paying all my own bills, working my, can I cuss? Is that, working my ass off and just getting a house. I was like, oh my God, like now I understand everything my mom was talking about. Like coming home from work and the dishes not being done. She's crazy. And I'm like, now I get why she would want to, like, whoop our ass for the chores not being done. And just, you know, yeah, I totally understand it now. Wow. Two years ago is when it really hit. But, yeah. Okay. Do you kids? Do you have any? I have no kids. No kids. I have um, a bunch of nephews. I don't even know how many at the moment. Um, I have a niece, and I have a godson. So I'm very occupied with kids, but I just don't have any of my own at the moment. Gotcha. So, did she help you go into the art world? Like, did she say, you know what, you're into it, we're going to push you in that direction? No. Oh! My mom is, you need stability, you need, you know, your finances in order, Uh, get a job with, like, the state Mm -hmm. to where you have the benefits and the stability of a good nine to five. So, when you do have a family, you're set. Um, when I moved back from LA, I told her I wanted to do art and she was a little weary of it. It was just like, well, I don't know, like maybe you should do this. And I was like, no, I'm okay. I got it. And I'm more of the, I'll just go with the flow, fake it till I make it. And that's really just what happened. But my mom at first was a little like, I just, I don't know. And now she's all for it. Like you could do this. Mm-hmm. So do you tell your nieces and nephews, follow your dreams? And- oh, all the time. My niece loves to paint. She's just like me. Her whole entire room is like a set-up art studio. And she'll just be sitting in her bed painting. I send her supplies all the time. And then we've done like face, um, not Facebook, what is it? FaceTime with each mm-hmm. other to like teach her different techniques. 
Um, so I keep telling my sister, make sure she sticks with this because she's really good for her age right now. Right. Um, my nephews, one's super into school, one's just into life. So <laughs> it just tell me, you know, like, make sure you enjoy being a kid, but still pursue whatever you want to do because you can do it. And at 16, did you say, I know I'm not getting a job. Art is what it is. I have $200 <laughs> the world. <laughs> the world is mine. You know, no, um, at that age, I was just all about my friends. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're going to be besties forever. Mm. And then I went through the phase of wanting to be so many different things. I wanted to be a spy at one point. <laughs> I don't even know. I saw a movie, and it seemed cool. So. <laughs> Like, there was that one movie uh, with Angelina Jolie where she, like, curves the bullet. And I was like, I could totally oh. do this. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm afraid of guns, FYI. <laughs> but um, I wanted to be a spy. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to do, like, everything. And then it just came right back full circle to being an artist. So. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 29. So what is life like for a 29-year-old? Sacramento, yeah? Yes. Sacramento. So what is life like? What is going on in the streets? Life is hard. Oh. I mean, it looks like <laughs> <laughs> Being an adult sucks. Like They don't tell you this in school. Um, life right now is just all about building for my future. I am now a homeowner. Mm, Finally, I worked my ass off to get there. Thank you so much. It um, It was a lot of hard work. So now life is all about doing my nine to five, which pays my bills. And then my art business funds everything else. So all the projects I'm doing on my home, um, it also funds my uh, charity, which is called Give Back Sack. Mm. Um, so I put a lot of money into that. But life is, yeah, I have a boyfriend, I have my mom, and just I'm really, really family oriented. So, yeah. So there's no club scenes and oh, bar hopping? Club and bar, I just, after I think like 22, 23, that just went away. I can barely <laughs> stay up past 2 o'clock and I'm only 29. So the club and the bars, I'm like, I, I can go to a lounge maybe, you know, like right. eat and have a drink or two. But I'm like, I gotta go home. Like, I'm tired. I, mm, I work all day. So no, no clubs, no bars. Doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. Okay, but you do work. So you work and fund your uh, art, right? Yes. At what point do you say, you know what, I'm tired of working, I just want to go right into it? Well, funny you ask, because I tried that once. I quit my job, and I was like, okay, I have a little bit of cushion in the bank. Mm. But then I was like, oh, but I also want to travel. So I went to visit my niece and my nephews, my sister in Rhode Island. I went to visit family in Ohio. And then I went to Mexico, and I was like, oh, shit. I ain't got more money. <laughs> I was like, well, I got enough to pay my bills for the summer. So I was like, well, I guess I got to go get a job again. Right. So I'm good with my finances, but I don't think that if I didn't work, I would be good. Because mm. when you have to pay yourself and you are your own income, right. that makes it hard. I don't know how people do it. I can't do it. And then I get bored. I can't just paint all day, every day. Right. So work is kind of like my escape, my secure money. And then I come home and then I paint for like six or seven hours. And then that's my spending money. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. So, nothing's wrong with job security. Oh, no. Don't let anybody tell you that nine to five, you shouldn't be doing. Like, you could still follow your dreams and have a nine to five. 
be very smart. You need that extra money. Life is, is expensive. Anything, like, a mistake you made where it was like, you know what? Somebody told me this wouldn't really work out. And uh, I decided to do it anyway, and it really backfired. Mm, no. No told you so. No, I don't think I've had a I told you so. It's more so me being like I told you so. <laughs> um, you know, there's people who they doubt you. Right. In trying to do your art. But I mean, as beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so is art. If I decide to just throw some paint on a canvas, just get a bucket and throw it, that could sell for a million dollars. Right. So you can't really tell someone what is good and what isn't. So it's just mainly me being like, I told you so. I told you I could do this. But I still don't even think like I've done it. I'm still learning and I'm still growing. Right. But I could still say, I told you so. And that's like the greatest feeling. Like, bitch, told you so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And family oriented. You have yes. a big family? You said three siblings? I have three, two, two siblings. siblings. I have my brother and my sister. I have half siblings as well, step siblings. Okay. Um, I'm closest with my brother and sister. My mom was really on making sure that we were super close like because in the end you'll have no one but your brother and sister right. so I think her instilling that in us at such a young age made us extremely close how we are now um my family <clears throat> we aren't we don't have a big family mm -hmm. but we are all we have and we're really really close right so yeah friends you have friends oh yeah I have a ton of friends um level where it's like this is like a sister Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. My best friend is definitely, like, my other half. I call her my soul sister. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I really feel like she is my, like, ultimate soulmate. Right. Uh, we can go, you know, a week, two weeks, whatever, without talking, and we're still fine. So I think just having a friend like that, everybody needs. Because it allows you to still be yourself. It allows you to keep growing and still have the comfort of your best friend that you can confide in at any moment. Now, do you still hold on to the friend that isn't growing? Yeah. You do? I do. I'm so nice. <laughs> and I'm so sweet. And it's like the people that aren't growing, I feel like, okay, you can watch me grow. And I can get you to grow, too. And then sometimes, you know, they just need the extra push. Doesn't work. But, yeah, I still hold on to those friendships. So I, like, remember what used to be and how we were. Right. Hoping to still have that. But... So there's a rumor in the streets that the history that you have with somebody holds more weight to the present now. Why is that? Because memories are all we have. Like you hold on to those memories of the good times. Like if you had a, a relationship or a best friend from 10, 15 years ago, you guys have so much history. You can't let that go. Right. Those are memories that can't go away. So you hold on to that. Forever hoping that in the present or in the future you can rekindle that. And it doesn't always work, but you hope for it. Right. So if you had a friend just started stealing a year ago, <laughs> <laughs> you come home, some of your art supplies and things are taken. You know who did it as your friend? What do you do in that situation? Oh, that's a good one. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah, you, and we got questions over here. Ooh, <laughs> if I came home with my art... I mean, my first instinct, I'd probably cry because I'm, like, attached to all my art stuff. Right. And then if I knew who did it, I would probably go bad and then be like, okay, well, you need to return it. Stay mad for, like, a week and then be like, hey, like, can we just be friends again? Like, okay, fine. I'm over it. 
I'm gonna let you know right now they're gonna kill you in the YouTube comments. <laughs> I'm just so nice. Like, I feel like people don't have those type of friendships to really get them through the stupid shit that they're doing. Right. You can't always just be like, okay, well you fucked up, we're not friends anymore. It's like, okay, you fucked up, but you're gonna pay for your consequences. Like, you're gonna repay, like, buy me some shit, return my shit, right. and then we can move forward, but you still need to grow and, like, not do it again. So that's just me being a really kind-hearted person. I'm not just gonna throw them away, even though they fucked up. That's forgiving. Yes, forgiving. I'm very, very forgiving. forgiving. I've had, uh... A lot of times where I shouldn't forgive somebody, but I do. So I had a friend. She's pretty big. She's really big now um, out in L.A. And we were friends since, I want to say, I was seven, eight maybe. Wow. So we grew up in the same neighborhood. Friends forever. Her family's my family, vice versa. And she said some things that were, like, really hurtful. And it's not that I get my feelings hurt a lot. So when she said it, it was like, I don't care that you said it. But it's that it came from you. Mm. If it would have came from somebody else, it would have been like, F you, I don't care. But since it came from you, you legit tried to hurt me with your words. So we went two years without talking. My friends were like, I'll spit on her if I see her. Like, she's so effed up. Like, I can't stand her. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll get over it. So we went two years without talking. And then I just finally found a place of forgiveness. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call her. I'm going to text her. And I'm just going to tell her. It took me this long, but I do forgive you for what you said. Right. And we are family at the end of the day, so we can move past it. Okay. I have to do it only because you brought it up. You have a boyfriend, yes? Yes. Cheats on you. You forgive him? You <laughs> him? What are we doing? Uh, no, I don't. I, don't for, I forgive you, but I'm not going to stay with you. Because if you cheat on me, that means that you are finding something in somebody else that you can't get from me. Mm. So go be with that person. Like, I, there's no hurt here. I mean, obviously you hurt my feelings, but there's no love lost. Like, I still have love for you, but go do you if that's what you want to do. But you're not going to do it with me. Mm. So would it, would it change if you were married? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yes. So it, that's a good one because I... You know, marriage is so sacred. Right. And I feel like our generation doesn't value marriage. So if we get married, one, I don't really, not that I don't care about marriage for myself, but it's nothing that I'm like, oh, yes, I have to be married. I have to have kids. That's not necessarily my personality. But if I decide to get married to you and you cheat on me, that's it. I don't want to get divorced, but... No, like you, this was a sacred union that you decided to break. So you found your wrong and now you gotta go that way because <laughs> no. <laughs> Cheating is horrible. You just right. shouldn't cheat. Right. It, like if I saw something outside of my boyfriend, I'm not going to cheat on you. I'm going to leave you and then go be with the dude that I found something else in. That's not me. I don't do the whole cheating thing. What is cheating? What, like, what, is it, is it the texting, is it... No, well, okay, so, I do think that when you're texting and engaging with people on that level, right. cheating first starts with your words. You know, like, you're entertaining them, and then it moves on to, oh, let's go have dinner, or let's do whatever you do. Right. Um, but if, you, if I catch you texting, it's like, a, like, okay, don't do it again. It's a warning. Right. Um, if you consistently do it, 
then we don't need to be together because your communication is key and you're finding communication in somebody else. Um, then there's, you know, you move to, I don't know, second, third base, whatever. I don't even know what the bases are, <laughs> but, uh, that's what the terminology they use. <laughs> but so if you're doing all that, just go do it with somebody else. Like why waste someone else's time? Time is precious. Right. I, I don't even have time for my own relationship, let alone the time for another one. So go do you and I'll do me and focus on what I got to focus on. Wow. Okay. Values. Um. What values do you think goes into getting married? Cause, I mean, if you're living together with your boyfriend, you're cooking and cleaning, he's providing for the household, helping raise the kids. I mean, what is a piece of paper going to do? You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. That's why I'm not like, oh, I want to be married. Oh, you have a, oh, so you're not like, I want to get married? No, I used to be. Mm. I think it hit me at like, what am I, 29? 26 or 27 I think it was like 27 where it was like why like what's it for it, people don't have the same meaning of marriage anymore uh, I think a lot of people a lot of women girls just want to be married to say they're married like oh I'm a wife or oh look at my which hand is it this one look at my <laughs> ring <laughs> and I mean I don't care about none of that if you if you are in your steady relationship you live together cook clean you provide for the family, you have kids. If you get married, it's just taxes suck. Like, you get no break. <laughs> like, dang, I didn't get nothing on my tax return. Yeah. So, um, if you do share those same values of what marriage truly is, then by all means, get married. But if you're doing it just because, oh, we've been together for 15 years, might as well get married. Well, why? Why might as well? What does it mean to you then if it's just a piece of paper? It has to actually mean something to you to get married. Right. Because so, in our generation, you see people get married left and right or engaged left and right. And it's like, how are you in love, in love with this person, but you just got divorced a year later? How in love were you? Mm. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You can't get married 50,000 times in like two years. Right. It's like, what? what? No, you just were in lust with that person. Mm -hmm. So. Do, do you look at... Um... Do you look at, like, a lot of generation gaps from, like, the time when you were growing up to this generation, like, things that you were focused on and, like, the things you said you have a, a organization, right? Yes. Yeah, so you work with kids? Yes. Um, not necessarily. It's a give back sack. So yeah. we, we go together as groups and, like, we give back to the community, mm -hmm. whether you're 80 or whether you're eight months. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So we're just out there in the community giving back to those who are in need, who are less fortunate. Got you. So, so when you're out there and you see the communities that maybe you probably grew up in, do you see the difference? There's a huge... I think the difference is our mindset. When I was growing up, when I was younger, it was, you know, you can go outside, you can go play. And you're, you're so naive to actually what's going on in the world. Right. But now you see eight-year-olds and they know what sex is. They Not only do they know what it is, some of them may be doing it. Right. And... They know what drugs are and how to use them because they see it in the streets. They see it with their parents. Um, they know about all the president stuff that's going on. It's like when I was eight, I was in my room coloring. Like I told you, like I took a freaking shirt out of the laundry to draw it. So I feel like the mindset has definitely changed, but it's because kids are raising kids mm. and they're not allowing them to be a kid. They care so much about... 
the designer clothes that they're wearing when right. they're just outside playing. Like, why the hell are they in true religion playing in the dirt? Like, I don't mm. understand. Just put some Target clothes on them and go. Right. Some of them Target clothes is nice. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, they just let them be kids. Let them enjoy their youth how we were able to enjoy our youth. Mm. So, with them growing up too fast, at what age do you see now to where it's like... Because I know growing up, you could see the, the kids where it's like, I know they're not going to do too well once mm-hmm. they get at this age. At what age are you seeing, or even adults that are at that age where it's like, wow, I remember my 25-year-old uncle was doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, what age is like, you know what, I think the gap is bigger in this age bracket. Um... I want to say the age bracket is, that's like horrible right now, is um, <laughs> like what, how old are you in junior high? What is that? That's like 12, 11, 13. So maybe like 13 to 21. They're like all messed up in the head. So Their priorities. 2005. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Like. Like my some my friends are we're a little bit different, but the people who are my age who do have those kids who are like you know they had them when they were, they're now eight or whatever it's you're still young you know what I mean and you now that your kids are growing up a little bit more you're going out and you're partying and doing all this stuff mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you couldn't and your kid sees that and so now they're all just messed up in the head they're just their priorities aren't straight you're not helping them with school and then you have those twenty one year olds twenty twenty one year olds who it's like you look at them and you're like, God damn, was I that stupid? Like, right. I couldn't have been that dumb at 21. And then it's like, well, maybe I was. But your priorities are just messed up. And it also has to do with social media. Because social media has a huge impact on them. <clears throat> Even though social media was present when we were younger, it wasn't as present as it is now. And all they care about is looking good on Instagram or looking good on Snapchat. And that is a huge distraction for them and why they are the way that they are. Wow. Yeah, I mean, do you do you keep your kid away from the public and, and didn't know no, these you, things? Like, how do you raise a child in 2017? So, I honestly think it's about where you are currently. Mm. So, for instance, my sister isn't based in California. She's on the East Coast. And she is in a small state. So, their morals and whatever they believe in are a lot different than in California. Mm. California, that means fake it till you make it. We're all about designer this, designer that. Oh, California, you must live in LA. Like that's all people really think about. And that's what we have to live up to, keeping up with the Kardashians. But you go to a different state, you know, the Midwest, whatever, let's just say Ohio, and their clothing, they're like a few years behind. But their priorities are a lot different than ours. So my nephews, they don't have you know, Instagram or anything like that. My sister won't let them have it just because what it exposes them to. So you can put restrictions on your kids without letting them just stay in the house. Like let them go outside and play. They don't have to have an Xbox in their, the controller in their hand every five seconds. Like, no, go play, go play in the backyard, go, go to your friend's house, do those things that we were doing as kids. You don't have to hide them away from the world, but just don't let them do what adults are doing because it's people they think that it's cute when it's not like it's funny but then okay your kid grows up and is a dick and has no job (laughs) like well you thought it was cute when he was 10 so now he's a a grown-up dick so (laughs) (laughs) 
Cassie just start going. I'm like, oh, I know. I, I'm telling you, if you say Cassie, I'm just going to like, oh, I don't know. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, it's a... Uh... And they say, you used to say when we were growing up, yeah, man, y'all generation is the lost generation. That was a lion. Yeah. <laughs> They're... It's really bad, especially with, you know, the whole political stuff that's going on. Mm. And where we, everything that we say, our kids are sponges. They absorb all of it. So they can say, oh, I hate this political figure. And it's like, okay, well, why? Because your mom said so. We're not allowing our kids to really have their own opinions, to have their own thoughts and say the things that they would like to say. It's pretty much we're just instilling them our values and what we believe, which you should, but you should also let them have a mind of their own. Right. So you get presented a class of 15 kids. You have this, these 15 kids for a year of school. What are five things you're going to make sure? I'm going to make sure they get this out of my class. To be, right. okay. I, I, I want to make sure they're going to be responsible. I want them to look at life like this. I want them to know about that. Because when we grow up, when, we, when well, I grew up, we didn't have anyone teaching us about credit. So, I mean, that's I mean, a big one. <laughs> did you just say, like, what do you want to make sure outside of the curriculum that you could bring to the table? That you what yeah. what grade are they in? Your grade, what, your preference that you know that you can make an impact. Ooh, okay. So my ten ten years ago self, mm. my preference would be you know the kindergartners, right? Because that's the age that I love, and that's the age where I feel like my kindness won't be taken for granted. Mm. Um, but now, like, if I were to go to a high school, and, like, let's say Sakai, alma mater, woo, um, <laughs> I would pretty much just tell them, you know, you are in high school, and there's so much more outside of high school that you don't know about. Uh, it's not all about having those best friends. It's not about being popular. Um, they don't teach you about credit. Don't get a credit card because it's just going to screw you over in the end. Um, you're over here watching these boys. You're not even going to remember their name in 10 years. And if you do, you're going to hope that you don't. Um, so don't, you want to be a football player. Make sure you have a backup plan because one, and I don't know how many football players actually make it. So don't fall on that, pursue it, but have a a plan B because you never know what's going to happen. Um, I would also tell them, if you drink when you're older, take and, uh, yeah, just more of those, like, responsible things that people don't tell you about. So, yeah. Yeah. Credit, guys. Make sure you... Credit is a huge one. I got my first credit card, I think, at 18, and I was like... It's $350 max. I was like, oh, this is awesome. They gave me $350. Yeah. They're not giving you $350. They are loaning you $350. So you have to give it back in a timely manner, not just when you feel like it. Remember that. It's a loan. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just bounce around a lot, don't I? I'm oh, like... no, it's good. I mean, it's information. <laughs> like, 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 information. Okay, so... You have a business. Now, is it one of those businesses where it's like, hey, I'm out of my garage. I don't have any legal paperwork to for anything. How do you do it? So, I paint. Well, I first started in my kitchen. Right. And I was just painting on the counter. And then now that I have a house, I turned my dining room area mm-hmm. into my studio. Um, 
but if you can paint in your garage, that's fine too. I don't think that you need legal paperwork. It just depends on the type of business you have. Right. For me specifically, I can paint now, so I don't need any paperwork for that. But if you have like a cooking business and you're selling food out of your home, of course you need legal paperwork. You don't have to, mm. but you should, and it's you're supposed to. Right. Um, but you know, just fake it till you make it. <laughs> So, <laughs> have you ever run across anyone uh, mimicking or copying or using your own paintings? Yes. And, oh. Let me tell you. Look, oh, I'm look straight in the camera for this one. <laughs> so, my famous painting is a mom and, like, the son is putting the crown on his mother. So many people have copied my work, and I screenshot every single one. They're all on my phone because I want to, like, have it all presented if I ever take them to court because mm. I got to copyright it because I want to make sure that no one steals my stuff. People have put it on T-shirts. People have printed it out and, like, put it on, like, in their cars. Someone did it. Uh, they taught someone how to paint it at a paint and sip night all the way in Ohio, and I was like, oh, hell no. Like, this is mine. <laughs> Some other lady, she has like 300-something thousand followers, tried to use it to make her logo for her brand. And I was like, eh, nope, this is copyrighted. You either, what is it, cease and desist or something yeah, like that? So. Or I could, like, sue you. And she goes, send me the paperwork. <laughs> like, let me tell you, don't you test me on here. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll send you this paperwork. So my friend... She's in PR. That's what she graduated from college with. Um, and so I was like, I need you to write up this email because I'm horrible at talking. And I might like be like, F you, don't do so my stuff. <laughs> so I was like, I just need you to type it really, really nicely. Be professional. So she wrote it out for me. And uh, then I sent over the documents and never heard from the girl again. Mm. Still on her Instagram. But she ain't selling it right now. So we're good. Wow. But yeah, Don't steal my stuff. I will come for you. <laughs> I've had it up to here with all of you people. <laughs> uh, would, would you be okay if they took it and shouted you out? No. No, okay. You can, I mean, you can, you know, screenshot it and repost it. Right. And, you know, shout me out or whatever. But you just repainting it, that's illegal. I can sue you for that because now you're, if you're keeping it for yourself, okay, whatever. But you're selling it for financial gain. So, therefore, I can sue you. Take you for everything you got. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, with that painting, was that your favorite painting? No. No. It, okay, so the painting, everybody thinks it's like a digital, that I did it on the computer and that's a stencil. So there is this lady, her name is Monica Rose, and she's the stylist of the Kardashians and Chrissy Teigen, all them big people. So she took a picture of her and her son. And I loved it so much. I love the meaning behind it. The meaning for myself personally. And um, I was like, oh, I have to paint this. So I painted it. I posted it. She reposted it. And I started getting a ton of followers. And then it went viral. Like completely viral. And I messed up because I wasn't as big then. And I did put my name watermark. Oh. Yeah. I screwed up. Oh. So it went viral. No one knew who it was by. It was a stupid little, not a stupid meme. I'm sorry. But they made a meme out of it. I was like, damn it! All these hundreds uh, of thousands and millions of people could have known it was me. Right. But they didn't because I didn't put my watermark. Yes. Let that be. <laughs> Lesson for you. Put your name on all of your stuff that you post somewhere in there or else people are going to post it and you won't get credit for it. Wow. That yeah. sucks. That one hit hard. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, there's a little girl comes up to you. Says, hey, how could I be like you? Mm. What do you tell her? So, I actually get a lot of people, like the, not necessarily the little girls, but their parents will DM me or email me and they'll send me pictures of their kids painting and like she's so inspired by all of your work, she wants to be an artist too. And it's so heartwarming because when I was growing up I didn't really have anybody to look up to on that level except for my mom, you know what I mean? But she was a mom, she wasn't doing what I actually wanted to do. So I think that when I have these little kids want to be like me, I just tell them just make sure you follow your dreams. Whatever you want to do, whether you change your mind of being an artist, a singer, a dancer, whatever it is, just pursue it. Don't give up because there's going to be times that you're going to not want to do it. I, want, I don't want to do this every single day, but then there's people like you who tell me that I inspire you. And it's like, okay, I got to do this because people believe in me, so I'm going to do it. So just don't give up. Don't give up. Okay, man. Well, you know what? I think we're hitting that mark. <laughs> I don't. I don't want them to, you know, get too overwhelmed with this information. Uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, websites, all that. Okay, so literally everything across the board: Tumblr, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, my website. Everything is Pastel Ray. Super simple. P a s t e l r a e. The girl way. Uh, yeah, so Pastel Ray, everything, that's how you find me. Okay, well thank you for stopping by. Uh, until next time, we're definitely going to have a part two. <laughs> See where you're at. <laughs> uh, thank you again. Uh, that's all we got, WM4T.TV. Alright, we're good. <laughs> how long was that? Uh, like an hour? Probably, probably like 50 minutes. <laughs>